Hi, I'm Emily Williams, the founder of the top success and personal development company for driven women called I Heart My Life. I grew my company from $442 to seven figures in my first 18 months. And since then, it's become a movement for women who know they're meant for something big and refuse to settle. At I Heart My Life, we operate with the belief that anything is possible and no dream is too big. We're all about combining business strategy, deep mindset work, high performance practices, money tips, and a whole lot of lifestyle to help you get the results you deserve in all areas of life. Because after all, we only get this one shot. This is your one-stop shop for all things inspiration. So grab your favorite drink and a pen and a notebook and get ready to be inspired. Oh, and if you're not a member of our community, go to iheartmylife.com slash join and receive all of our emails and announcements. And while you're at it, copy and paste this episode link and share it with three friends. Now on to the episode. Hey, it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 232, giving yourself permission to change and pivot post rebrand thoughts. So today's episode is basically a follow up from parts one and two, where I shared my big rebrand reveal, and all of the parts of that journey that were real, raw, vulnerable, exciting, basically every single emotion on the spectrum. And today I wanted to follow up and just share how I'm feeling now, now that the truth is out, the brands are up, the websites are done. I've gotten incredible feedback from team members, clients, people in the community. And I just wanted to do a wrap up episode for you, just describing how I'm feeling and some of the biggest takeaways that I'm seeing people express to me. And truth be told, one of the reasons why I wanted to share all of this so vulnerably with all of you is because I wanted to impact you. And I wanted to support you if you're going through a pivot or making a change or ready to let go of something that's no longer serving you. And maybe you're experiencing some fear and doubt and worry. I really wanted to share my story and service of you. So today we're going to wrap all this up. I'm going to talk a little bit more about how you do move through all of those emotions and get to the other side and ultimately get back into alignment with your mission, your purpose, your vision, whatever makes you happy. And um, this is a really great episode for anyone, not just for business owners. So let's dive in. This episode is sponsored by the I Heart My Life Signature Course. This course is a long time in the making. It's based on my incredible book called I Heart My Life. It's literally some of those chapters broken down into a self-study course that provides you with everything you need to uncover what your purpose is and move full speed ahead towards taking action and making your big dreams a reality. We cover mindset, money mindset, goal setting, success tips, how to develop your own support system, everything you need to go from A to Z uh, in terms of creating a life that you love. So if you go to iheartmylifecourse.com, you'll learn more and you'll be able to sign up right away today and be able to start moving forward towards that big vision, that thing that you know you're meant for. And remember, you are worth it. You deserve to live a life that you love. So go ahead and check it out now. (music) 
So if you've yet to listen to my two-part podcast series on my rebrand and that whole transformational process, not just within the company, but with me personally, I definitely recommend that you listen to that first. It will give you an uh, insight into what we're actually talking about here. And today, it feels like perfect timing to be recording this. I just received a special voice message from a colleague who wanted to basically just support me and tell me that she felt like I was showing up in such a brave way with everything that I had revealed. And she said, you know, more people need to know that it's safe and it's possible for them to follow their heart and they don't have to keep moving forward in a way that's no longer aligned. And she just kept reiterating the word brave. And that was really, it just meant a lot to me to hear her reflect that back to me. And, you know, sometimes we don't recognize those moments of bravery and we don't see ourselves as brave until someone else voices that to us. And so before we even dive into everything that has come from the the rebrand and how I'm feeling now about everything, I want you to just check in with yourself and ask yourself, is there anything that you need to give yourself credit for today? Is there anything that you've done or a way in which you've shown up that is really impactful and is really something to be commended? You know, we can't wait until other people celebrate us. We really have to give celebration to ourselves and give ourselves pats on the back. That's how we will fill ourselves up and we won't be reliant upon other people. And it's also really important because if we're relying on other people to fill us up, That means the moment moment people don't get what we're saying or they don't resonate with us or they say something negative, then it'll bring us down because we're relying on them for our confidence and for that extra dose of of happiness or fulfillment. So although I'm super grateful for all the kind words that I've been receiving, I'll share some more of them with you today. I know that it's more important for me to recognize how far I've come and to make sure to praise myself. So I want you to pause this episode and just think of a few things that you are proud of yourself for, a few moments in which you were were in which you were you were brave over the last few weeks or something that you've done that maybe was challenging that you were able to move through and and get to the other side. So just pause and make sure you write at least one thing down. All right, so I want to read some of the feedback that I got over the last few weeks after sharing my eight-part email series all about the pivot that we made this year, my own personal transformation, and of course, basically splitting up my company into two different companies. So I have a note here from someone that says, I don't think I've ever read eight emails in a row by someone ever, but I literally could not wait to read yours and the websites. Lord have mercy. Those are gorgeous. Thank you for showing us what a prosperous pivot looks like. I, another person said, I wanted to take a moment to congratulate you. I followed your journey the past eight days and woke up every morning with anticipation to see what happened next. Your vulnerability and your story confirmed some of my own thoughts about my business and the moves I need to make. Your website is beautiful. It provides clarity and enthusiasm to want to continue to be part of your journey. Cheers to you and your success. Another person said, the EW brand is bold, unapologetic, powerful messaging, and overflowing in abundance. I watched the video twice. My favorite line is, wealth is your birthright. I need that on a mug. This has given me so much clarity for my own brand. Another person said, I clicked on your website link and had to stop walking, sit on the side of the pavement and stare. Literally, I said, oh my God, yes, out loud more than once. So, so amazing. 
Someone else said, I love reading about your recent journey, Emily Williams, and so much of it has been exactly what I've been experiencing all year as well. Another person said, I knew there was a reason I still followed you even when I stopped building my business. Another person said, I haven't worked with you, but I have followed you and read your blogs. You are amazing. And this rebrand is unreal. Congratulations. I have the goal to come of one of your come to one of your luxury groups. Another person said, thank you for your vulnerability and sharing your process with us. I'm more inspired than ever for my own prosperous pivot. So I wanted to read that to you, not just because I love hearing those words, which of course I do, but because I know a lot of people listening are people who have personal brands and companies, or maybe you don't have a company, but you know you want to impact the world. And so first and foremost, I just want to reiterate the fact that what I shared was incredibly vulnerable. And there were some fears that came up for me as I was putting this out into the world, one of which I actually shared with my clients the other day. And that was the fear that by sharing that I didn't want I Heart My Life to be focused on entrepreneurship, I would make our current and previous clients feel like we didn't care about them or like they weren't in the right place. And so I was a bit nervous about putting this out there because that wasn't at all what I was trying to say. I was trying to say that I heart my life is bigger than just entrepreneurship, but I wanted to make sure that our current and previous clients felt taken care of. And so it was really incredible to get this feedback. Some of some of it that I just read was actually from our clients and to see that it, it impacted people in such a deep way. And so if you are somebody who has an audience or you want to have an impact in the world, I want to give you a permission slip, so to speak, to be vulnerable and to be real with your community. That's something I've heard over and over over the last few weeks is people are so grateful that I shared real life, not just the highlight reel. And so if you're questioning, you know, should I be sharing this? Should I not be? What are people going to think? Really just ask yourself, what is true for you? How can you show up in an authentic way? Because when you do that, people feel it and it really connects to them. So that's really the first thing that I wanted to share. People started to see that I was vulnerable and thought to themselves, okay, so it's safe for me to be vulnerable. It's safe for me to share what's really coming up for me and what's on my heart. And again, there are going to be people who won't like it and there will be people who do. So you don't have to feed off of that. Just know that if you've been hesitating to be the true self that you see yourself as, if you've been hesitating to put the business you really want to build out into the world or the message that you want to put out into the world out there in a big, obvious way, this is your permission slip to do so. The next thing I really learned was that people love vulnerability. They love when I go deep. They love when they sh- when I share my biggest hangups. And that was one of my other fears. If I'm an expert, if I'm an influencer, if I'm a teacher, if I'm a coach, don't I need to have it all together for people to resonate with me or for people to want to buy from us or want to work with me? And I was thinking about myself as I was putting all of this work and these words out into the world. And I was thinking about the people who have impacted me. And I definitely, you know, just like many of you listening, I learned so much from stories and from people sharing their own challenges and what they've been able to go through and how they were able to get to the other side. And we really don't grow without some level of challenge. And so it's crazy to think that all of us out there are meant to be perfect, are meant to live a life without challenge. Because, you know, if you think about even 
uh, exercise, for example, when we lift weights, our muscles are literally, you know, broken down in order to be built back up. And it's the same thing with all of us who are out there teaching and, and spreading a certain message. We probably have been broken down in some way in order to become stronger, in order to learn what we needed to learn, in order to teach others how to move through something or achieve something. And so I'm no different. And so I had to really move past this fear of, you know, what are people going to think? Are they going to think I don't have it all together? Am I going to have clients who are like, oh my goodness, you know, I knew there was something wrong with you. And (laughs) that's why you've been so weird this year. Like I had all these scenarios in my mind about what people would think. And I had to really shift that and recognize Number one, I can never control what someone else thinks. And number two, it's actually strong of me to be vulnerable and to share all the thoughts and doubts and fears that came up for me, because I know that it's not only in service of of my life, but all of that that I moved through is in service of our community and of my clients. If I can share what worked for me and you know, give myself permission and be vulnerable, then other people will feel like they can do the same. So those are just a couple of the fears that came up for me as I was sharing all this information and this story with our community. But like I said, I was met with such incredible feedback. And so I'm grateful that I took the leap and I and I had, you know, the faith and put all this out there. The other thing that I wanted to mention that I discovered people really need is this permission slip. I'll use that phrasing again because I love it to throw in the towel (laughs) if it doesn't feel good. And I think so often we hang on to things that are no longer aligned. And I'm definitely somebody who I want to, I want to be there to finish something. I want to be there at the finish line. I want to make sure that I'm true to my word. I want to follow through. I don't want to just start a bunch of things and not actually complete them. But sometimes it's actually braver to pivot or to cancel something or to not move forward with something. And I have to say, there have been so many moments, especially over the last eight months, where we decided not to move forward with the launch or we decided, you know, just to make a big change. And on the day when I was supposed to be launching or the doors were supposed to be opening, there were moments where I was so grateful that I didn't actually do that thing. And even to the point where, um, I don't have a specific example, but even to the point where I knew, okay, this day I was supposed to be hosting an event or this day I was supposed to be going into a launch and something would happen, whether not necessarily a bad thing where I recognize, oh, wait, okay, if I had been in a launch at this point in time, then I couldn't have done this thing or this wouldn't have happened. And it's so interesting when we look at the timing and what comes from following our heart. I know that there are a lot of people out there who have this experience, you know, to a different degree. Maybe that you got a feeling that you weren't supposed to take a trip for whatever reason. I know one of my coaches had this experience and she was supposed to go, I think it was to Bali. um, And she decided not to. And she just had a hunch that she wasn't supposed to do it. And around the time when she was meant to be there, there was a big natural disaster. 
And so, you know, just thinking about how often do we not trust our gut gut instincts and why is that? Is it because we don't want to be seen as somebody who doesn't finish something? Do we not want to um, feel guilty or like we're letting somebody down? Most of the time when we know we're not supposed to do something yet we keep moving forward, it's because there's some sort of fear of missing out or there's some sort of guilt happening. And that's not really a positive space to operate from. And so we really have to ask ourselves on a regular basis, am I operating from a place of desire? Am I operating from a place of alignment? Or am I just staying the course, so to speak, because I feel like I should? And that was me for so many years. And finally, if you've heard the story, when I woke up on New Year's Day and couldn't breathe, I knew that I could no longer do this. And I gave myself a permission slip to say, no, I'm not doing this. And the really cool thing about time and about space is that when you say no to something, that means that there's space and um, an opportunity for something else to come in. Right now, if you're weighed down and you're focused on things that aren't actually in alignment or in service to the vision, then it's very hard for other things to come in that are in alignment. Just like a relationship. If you're with somebody who's not actually your perfect fit, well, you don't have the space for somebody who is. And so if you're holding on to anything, really think about what would happen if you let it go and what could fill that space and how it could be more in alignment. That leads me to the next thing. As you heard me uh, mention a few minutes ago when I was reading out those comments, a lot of people reference this concept of prosperous pivot. And that was something that came up for me as I was going in a different direction, as I was deciding what I wanted for these companies. You know, I grew up with entrepreneurs all around me. They were all male, both my grandpas and my dad, but you know, they were entrepreneurs. They showed me what was possible. And they show me what was possible from a positive perspective, but they also show me what was possible from a bit more of a negative perspective. So all of them have experienced some level of losing everything or bankruptcy at one point in their entrepreneurial journey. And so when I started my company, that was one of the big money fears that I had was around losing everything. And when you get to the point where you're no longer aligned with your current business, that's a real consideration if you're looking to shift everything, right? And I said in one of the emails that, and on the podcast episodes that I recorded, that I I was not willing to get to a place where I, I lost everything. That just wasn't part of the vision for myself and for the company. And so when I started to draw some lines in the sand and make the decision that we were going to be closing some programs, phasing th- some things out, uh, reinventing, you know, the, the, the team and the structure of the team within our companies. I also made the decision that we were going to do this in a prosperous way. There was no uh, way that we were going down the path of bankruptcy. There was no way that we weren't going to have the money to fund everything that we were doing. And I literally just made a decision that I wasn't available for that. And I think a lot of people would stop themselves from making a pivot or some sort of transformation due to that fear of everything Um, failing and them not having the money and not having the funds. And there's a million different ways that I could have done this. Yes, I could have continued to offer programs and services and things like that, that weren't 100% in alignment, but were bringing in revenue. But for me, what I realized was that I had to streamline, I had to focus 
And I couldn't do everything at once. And so when I started to look at, okay, so what could I do to continue to bring in revenue in the company that is in alignment? When I thought about shutting down other things, it gave me that space for new ideas. And what I truly believe in my heart is that there's always a way to bring in the money and there's always a way to do it in a way that feels good. I refuse to run a company called I Heart My Life and not heart my life and not love what it is that we're putting out into the world. And the truth is you're going to be able to sell so much better if you are actually in alignment with what it is that you're putting out there because sales is just an expression of belief. So you have to believe in what it is that you are putting out into the world. And so I really gave myself permission to focus on what felt good, not just what was easy, not what we've been doing time and time again. And I really am an all or nothing person. I can't pretend that I'm not. And I know there's a lot of people out there who can sell things that they don't actually care about. Maybe they care more about the revenue and that's great. You know, there are there are businesses that thrive with that type of mindset and there are people who aren't attached to what it is that they're doing. For example, I don't know many people who would be super passionate about Tupperware, <laughs> right? Tupperware. When you're putting that out there and you're you're selling your Tupperware and you're having your parties, like I know that there there maybe there's some people who get a kick out of that, but most people aren't going to be super passionate about that. They're doing it because they want the revenue, because they want the company to grow. And you know, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. That's just a silly example, but I know that there are companies out there where it's not imperative that you love the work that you're doing or you love the product, so to speak. But in my company, especially the one called I Heart My Life, and especially now the Emily Williams brand where, you know, my face is all over it and I'm actually delivering services personally, I I feel like it's really important that I love what I do. So a few months ago, I had to make the decision to either, you know, continue doing things that aren't uh, in alignment, but are working or cut them off. And I chose to essentially phase them out because they were no longer in service to the vision and no longer in alignment. Um, And for a lot of people, they would say that's risky. They would say that's not a good decision. But I honestly did not know any other way. If I were to hold on to something, that would no longer be in alignment for me. That would not be me living out my fullest purpose. That would not be me being congruent. And I couldn't do it. I'd spent so many years doing that. And Again, if you've listened to the previous episodes, I realized that being in alignment was more important to me than money. And I know a lot of people have written in and said that that was really powerful for them to hear and for them to also hear that I was taking a stand for remaining prosperous and for doing this in a way that would be in alignment, but would also be prosperous, hence the word prosperous pivot. And so really think about yourself right now. Is there some sort of preconceived notion that if you head in a different direction, then um, you will no longer have money or you will no longer have time or like what are the belief systems that are stopping you from actually moving forward and how can you start to transform them and decide that it gets to be a certain way, it gets to be easy, it gets to be profitable, it gets to be more abundant than you could possibly imagine.
because our thoughts and our words are creating our reality. And so if I went into this pivot thinking, oh my goodness, I'm literally, you know, causing my company to go into bankruptcy, then that's what I would get. I'd be focused on that versus being focused on the opportunities available to me. I believe there's always enough money. I believe there's always an opportunity. There's always an answer. There's always a solution to every single problem. We just need to look for it. And if our eyes are focused on lack, that's what we're going to see. If we're focused on abundance, that's what we're going to see. So that piece around prosperously pivot was really big for people. The other thing that I didn't expect is multiple people said that they felt like they knew me better. And I thought that was so interesting and, and definitely a welcome surprise. And I see myself as an open book, but I also understand that Not everyone is reading every single email. Not everyone is listening to the podcast all the time. Of course, we can always have an an additional level of vulnerability. Um, But it felt really, it felt really amazing to hear that people felt connected to me. And so really think about your own work in the world. Is there a way in which you can bring people in and you can bring um, people into your personal life or to your world to a greater degree? I know for some people, that's a little scary. Some people like their privacy. So I'm not saying you need to share everything, but what is your community craving from you that they're not currently getting? Do they want to know you better? And what would that look like? Would that look like you jumping on Instagram stories um, a few times a week? Would it look like you doing uh, connection calls with people, with groups within your community? Would it look like you sharing a vulnerable vulnerable story? Um, there's no right or wrong answer here. It's just what you feel called to do. Um, and how think really think about how you can let people into your world in a deeper way. The other thing I realized is that people love a good story. And it was so interesting to see the power of this eight-part email series and how many people said that they uh, you know, were waking up wanting to read the next installment. And I remember having an experience myself with somebody who wrote an email series like that where one uh, email fed into the next one. And I was really impacted by that as well. I wanted to know the rest of the story. And so I wanted to throw this in there just as a little marketing idea for those of you who want to tell a story and are looking for some new things to test or some new ways to connect with your audience. It worked really well for us and it got more response than anything we've done in a while. So I highly recommend having something like that maybe as an onboarding sequence when you get new clients or new people on your email list. Um, But you can be creative with it and think about what would resonate with you. The other thing that I had a response about was the websites in particular. Um, The EW one, the Emily Williams one, is the one that reflects the the photo shoot and the rebrand that we did um, at the Greenbrier, which is the hotel that I always wanted to have a photo shoot at. And that was really powerful for me to hear other women say, I gave them permission to be more five-star, to give into the luxurious side of themselves, to um, really dive into the fact that wealth is their birthright and to showcase that in a big, obvious way on their websites. I mean, my website literally says that I'm obsessed with getting you rich. And that's a bold statement. Not everyone would be excited about that. And I know for some people, maybe people who have landed on the website, that is repellent and they don't want to hear those words. Maybe they're a closeted wannabe rich person, but right now they feel like wanting a lot of money is, is, is negative. 
So I personally was all about being my full self and having that reflected in the photos and the video and the copy. And, you know, that's what I decided to do because I was sick of, you know, doing things that weren't in alignment. And so I thought, again, I can't half-ass this. Let's go all in. Let's really make this what I know I want it to be and be unapologetic. And we are all attracting or repelling people on a regular basis. And it's not our job to um, dictate that. Our job is just to be our true self and to show up fully. And that will naturally happen. And that's actually a good thing. I don't want to work with every single person in the world. That's not my job. My job is to work with people who resonate with me and who are on my wavelength and who are you know, operating at my level. And it's the same thing for you. It's the same thing whether you run a business or you're in a career. Your job is to attract those people who are in alignment with you and not worry about everyone else. So really think about that for yourself. What would it look like to be truly you and to really reflect that, whether it's it's in a brand or a website or Instagram or how you show up in the world on a regular basis? What would it look like to be truly you? And I think that's a really... Uh, incredible thing for all of us to think about. Because if we're not being our true selves, then we're not attracting the people who are actually in alignment with us. Because it's a confusing sort of energetic thing. People don't know who you actually are. And when there's confusion, as Marie Forleo says, a confused mind always says no. So, you know, there will always be people who like you. There will always be people who don't. You might as well be your full self in order to attract all those people on your wavelength. That's where the sweet spot is. Finally, the other thing I wanted to share that was kind of a surprise to me, but also very welcome, was the amount of comments I got from my team. So one of the things that was really special is that on a regular basis, they were all sending me messages of support uh, behind the scenes. And I even had one of our copywriters tell me how much she resonated with the email sequence that I wrote, which she copy edited. (laughs) And she was literally in tears because it resonated so much with her because she had recently, um, you know, stopped doing something within her company that was no longer in alignment to focus on what she really wanted to do. And it was almost like me giving her permission and validation saying like you were on the right path, you're doing the right thing. And so that was really special to think about the impact that I was having behind the scenes with the team. And for those of you who run a business, oftentimes we are focused on our community and our clients and that's great. But don't forget all the people who work with you uh, who are learning from you on a regular basis and who you're impacting just by being you in the way that you're showing up in the world. So I hope this is helpful for you. I just wanted to do a bit of the, you know, continue the behind the scenes and show you a little bit um, about what's been happening for me, the reflections I've had, some of the comments and feedback we've gotten, but most importantly, to support you and thinking about some of these things for yourself, whether it's giving yourself the permission to prosperously pivot or to let something go, giving yourself permission to be vulnerable, helping people to um, get to know you better and asking yourself what that looks like, thinking about how you're impacting your team and your clients. All those things are so, so important. And again, I'm going to say it one more time, if this is the permission slip you need to do things differently and to get into alignment, please do so. Don't be afraid. Everything you want is available for you. You just have to have that leap of faith and be brave. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of the I Heart My Life show. Now do us a favor and tell people about this episode. It's truly our duty to make sure that the I Heart My Life movement is spread far and wide. The truth is life can be challenging, but it is possible for all women to love themselves and their lives. And while you're at it, send a link to this episode to three of your friends today, or maybe even post it on social media. Use the hashtag I Heart My Life Show. That's hashtag I Heart My Life Show. And if you'd like to help me personally, then please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us some stars, cheer us on, and leave a review because believe it or not, that stuff actually really does help. And I read all of them. Please remember everything you desire is meant for you and possible. Keep showing up, taking action, and believing in your dreams.